You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode 93. What's up, you guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having a great day so far. It is a beautiful sunny day today as I'm recording this, so hopefully it is nice and warm and sunny where you are. Um, So we need to talk a little bit, right? So the world has been changing a lot. And I kind of got inspiration to do this episode because I have noticed that a lot of people, business owners, brands, you name it, are kind of dealing with the same things. And this wasn't necessarily an episode that I was planning to do um, right now, but I just felt like there was a need for it. And I've seen a lot of conversations happening and a lot of people are struggling right now with just how... The world is changing and things are moving and everything is so expensive right now. Gas prices are at an all-time high. Your inquiries are at an all-time low. Does that sound about right with anybody? If you've been feeling like this season of life has been extremely slow for your business, then you are not alone. And I just want you to know that first and foremost, you are not alone. There is a lot of people out there going through this same exact struggle. Um, and I know that doesn't necessarily fix your problems, but sometimes it does make you feel a little better knowing that you are not the only one dealing with this. The other day, I was on the phone with one of my good friends, Madeline, over at Written and Sage, which if you haven't checked her out, you need to. She's an incredibly talented graphic designer and she sells her own Western apparel. And anyway, we were talking about all the things, mama life, business, rural living, just to name a few. And that conversation lasted about two hours, as they all kind of seem to do. Love getting to catch up with my Instagram besties, turned into real life friends, all the things. Um, But anyway... That conversation led from one thing to another, and eventually we found ourselves on the topic of inflation and just how expensive everything is right now. And man, do we mean literally everything. Currently, she's in the middle of trying to build a house, and all the material costs have shot way up from when they first started that process. Gas prices are absolutely insane, as I'm sure everybody knows. For my ag people, you know that hay prices have gone through the roof. The only thing that seems to have survived inflation at this point are the Costco hot dogs. Like, they're still, what, like a dollar? <laughs> Amen for Costco. Um, So anyway, what does this mean, though, for all of us as business owners? I've seen and heard from several people asking questions how they are going to keep their doors open. The clients and the inquiries seem to be far and few in between right now. Things are slow. People are hesitant to book. Should you lower your prices, offer a discount? What's the next best move for you and your business, your brand? So in this episode today, I really wanted to talk about things like price increases, what that means for your business, and how you should be moving forward, all that and so much more. So if you are feeling like you are in this little bubble or if this is speaking to you, then uh, this is the episode for you and stay tuned because we're going to get into all of that right now. Hey there, my name is Sarah Elrod and you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl podcast where we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, Western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur. 
I've done everything from wedding photography to horse training, business coaching, and more. My mission is to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so that they can live out that small town dream life that they love while achieving bigger goals than they ever could have imagined. If you're ready to put in the work, grow your business, grow your brand, and enjoy the little things in life, and of course, get a little rowdy too, then you are in the right place, my friend. Let's do this. Do you ever wish that you could just have your next month's worth of content planned out for you, or at least have some help making a plan that is actually strategy-based and not just throwing a noodle at the wall and hoping it sticks? I feel ya. One of the hardest things for so many business owners and brands is coming up with content ideas that get them noticed or generate new leads. Well, you're in luck, my friend, because I am here to help. I know what it feels like to be in that creative rut of not knowing what to post, running out of ideas constantly, and just trying to keep up with this crazy content based market. So with that, I created a brand new freebie that will help you not only create an actionable plan for the next month, but I'm also giving you 30 days worth of content ideas totally free. This guide walks you through the exact thought process that I use when planning out my own monthly content, including an example, as well as so many other kinds of tips and tricks to make your life a million times easier and to make your content more intentional. To get your hands on this totally free guide, head on over to Sarah Elrod dot com slash 30 days of content or you can click the link in the show notes just when it feels like the world is sort of turning back to normal after the craziest two years ever we get hit with these insanely high prices on everything and even though you are allowed to leave your house now it's going to cost you an actual arm and a leg to do so and for us in rural areas of the world it can be especially hard financially because A simple trip to town can just really add up really quickly. I know that like right now I'm looking at getting a new car because this baby is coming soon. And while my current car is okay, I had a pickup for so long and then I just travel so much for work and for the photography side of my business and I'm constantly driving and putting so many miles on a car. It didn't make sense to take a big old diesel pickup everywhere all the time. So I uh, got a little commuter car um, and then had the pickup and the commuter car for a while. And then Tyler has his work pickup. So we ended up selling our personal pickup um, and we're just using his work one for now since we can use it for personal things too. And And so just to save money on a car payment and it was only going to be like a temporary thing. But anyway, (laughs) I need to get a bigger car, like more of an SUV type of situation um, and need and all that is kind of a loose term here. Obviously, I don't need a different car. Um, It's more of a want, but it is somewhat of a need here in Nevada because it does snow here. And so four wheel drive is kind of a necessity. It's been okay since um, I haven't, we sold the pickup before winter and things like that or after winter. So Um, we kind of just knew we were going to just get through like the warmer months with just the car and not having a car payment. And then once we roll into like the colder months when it starts snowing again, then like we'll figure it out and go from there. But anyway, (laughs) that was my little, uh, tangent of my personal life. But with that being said, I've kind of gotten used to driving around this little car that is way cheaper on gas than my diesel was, but it's still like insane how much even that thing costs to fill up these days. And going back to like a bigger vehicle is going to probably be a little bit of some sticker shock for me just because I haven't been used to 
um, having to fill up something so big uh, in a while, in a few months. So anyway, but again, with all that being said, drips to, uh, <laughs> drips to, a trip to town can be really expensive because we live at least 25 miles away from like a grocery store or like pretty close. So to get like all the way into like downtown and back is at least a 50 mile round trip for us. And I was doing that every single day when we were like consistently going to the gym and hopefully we can get back to that. But like that's putting a ton of miles and wear and tear on your vehicle and also using a ton of gas. And so I'm not entirely sure what all that's going to look like once the baby's here, but it's just kind of crazy and I know like other people can relate to that maybe in like a slightly different way. Some people have longer trips to town, some people have slightly shorter, but it's just a lot. So I try to plan everything like very strategically to where I'm only having to go to the grocery store like once a week and trying to do all my appointments and things all in one day so I'm not having to constantly leave the house and luckily I'm a homebody so I don't mind being home a lot. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's kind of crazy. So um, if you live in a rural area or just somewhere that's kind of far away or if you're just somebody that has to drive a lot, then you totally understand that. Um, but yeah, so it's a little challenging because even right now as well, like I have, you know, being at the end of my pregnancy, I have all these appointments right now every single week. And like I said, I am a homebody. So leaving my house multiple days a week <laughs> messes with my mental state, but also just my workflow, a trip to town is aside from the money side of it it's also like a two or three hour process typically like to do literally anything for less than that is very rare and I just I don't know I've been thinking like it's so wild how expensive things are and like we have a Costco pretty close in town um that we usually typically go get gas at because that's like the cheapest but I remember when like $4 a gallon at the pump seemed absolutely insane and now here we are looking at an average of like 5 to $6 across the country. I mean, in parts of California, I've seen things as high as $8 a gallon and gas prices are not the only thing going up either. Just take a look around. Like everywhere you are looking are help wanted signs. So many businesses are hiring right now, but they're struggling to find employees. There's There are just like competitive wages being tossed around and you could make $20 an hour working at Taco Bell, which is absolutely insane. But higher wages also means everything else is going to go up in order to balance the business. So that $1 McDonald's menu will likely not be around much longer. So all of that to say, like, what's the point here? What does this have to do with you? Well, let me ask you this. Have you noticed inflation affecting how you run your business and your day-to-day -day life? Are your materials costing you more? Are you struggling to find people willing to pay you for your products or your services right now? I would probably bet to say that more than half of those who are listening right now have taken some kind of hit over the past couple of months. Some are bigger than others and, you know, that's the hard thing to walk through. Um, and trust me, I know because I have felt it too. Before you immediately jump to some kind of quick solution though, like let's talk this through a little bit and really nail down like why this is all happening and where to go from here because I know in seasons like this where it can just be like there's so much unknown and things are expensive and people are kind of panicking and like they don't know how to even put food on their table half the time. You, It can be easy to jump to like some sort of drastic solution that maybe could temporarily fix something but in 
the long term, it could end up hurting you more than helping you. So I don't want you to run into that situation. I want to hopefully help you walk through this a little more steadily than that. So let's talk about some things about like why why currently things are moving so slow in your business. So everything is expensive right now. I mean, we are seeing things at record-breaking all-time highs. Gas prices, the housing market, everyday items at your local grocery store. Inflation is a real thing. And unfortunately, it's probably here to stay for a while. Well, there's always a natural gravity. I was going to say gravitation. I don't even know where that came from. There's always a natural inflation, but we have just seen such a big spike this past year that it's kind of just been like absolutely crazy how fast things have moved and how much it has changed things in such a short amount of time. And it's more prominent now than it was other times because of just how fast it came around. So just like in any other slow season of life and business, there are these natural ebbs and flows and slow seasons often they really follow like the busy seasons of our businesses. Even putting inflation aside, this is just normal. But unless you prepare in advance for these slower seasons, they can feel really scary. I have this entire episode on specifically some things that you can do during slow seasons. So if you want to hear more about that, definitely go check out episode nine of the Branded Cowgirl podcast because I dive a little bit deeper into that. But let's talk about this for a second. Like for me personally, as a photographer, specifically as a wedding photographer, the months of April through October have usually been super crazy, but in November through March, it's often much slower as those are not prime wedding season months. And knowing this has caused me to have to prepare somewhat ahead of time to figure out how to bring in an income during those more quiet months. But that also doesn't make it any less scary either. I have seasons where I wonder if things will ever pick back up, if I suck at my craft because no one is booking, or if it's just a slower time right now. And for all of my fellow control freaks, I know how hard it is to feel like you have absolutely zero power over this slow season, especially when it's due to circumstances that you have absolutely no control over, such as, you know, this global pandemic that changes the way that we all live our daily lives, our spending habits, and all the things. Some slow seasons you can prepare for, like the ones that you know are coming at certain times of the year, but we cannot prepare for what we don't know is coming, such as this pandemic or these crazy high inflation rates on everything. So let's talk a little bit about what you can do about it. There is not always going to be a way to predict when these quieter times happen or what's going to cause them. And yet in my own experience, what I found to be true is that in the midst of these slow seasons, I have more room to intentionally grow my business in the way that I want to. I actually have the time to do the things that I've been putting on the back burner for better optimization moving forward that can put my business on a path toward more income and better results. Take a look at all your systems, your content, your workflows, what works for your business right now and what does not. How could you improve your experience? Is there a certain type of content that did really well and you can make more similar content to that? Knowing your numbers is going to be key to knowing what you should be working on next. And that numbers include you know, your income, your expenses, your analytics, all that kind of good stuff. And another thing to think about is what does your audience or your clients need from you right now? How can you serve them better at this time? 
the good part about this is that you don't have to just take a guess and hope for the best. You can actually ask them, put up a question box on your Instagram story and straight up ask people what they want to know right now. What do they need help with right now? Business really does not have to be that complicated. Use your followers and your current clients and the people that are currently in your corner to your advantage to where you can create things based on what they need. That way you know there's a need for it so you're not just creating blindly and hoping that it works. And I know leading into this sort of topic on what should you be doing next, um, this is kind of the biggest one, is the big question um, at hand, the elephant in the room, all the things is, should you lower your prices? My short answer to this question is no. Everything is more expensive in the world right now. Like literally everything, we've talked about this. So why should you be the exception and go cheaper? you have a business to run. And frankly, the prices you set for your business should not just be these random numbers that you pulled out of nowhere that you can just like decrease and increase as you please. I mean, that's not necessarily true. You can increase <laughs> as you please. That is the beauty of being a business owner. Yes, you could go lower, you could go higher, and there might be a need to go lower on certain occasions, but I don't want this to be that reason why. Um, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a second your prices and your numbers that you give people should be carefully calculated based on what you need to make to pay your bills, cover your expenses, all of that. With inflation making everything go up in price, chances are your prices need to do the same to reflect the change of everything else in the world as well. You need to be charging more for travel, materials, whatever it is that you need to. Otherwise, you are not going to be running a profitable business, most likely. And people are going to be more understanding about this than you probably think, especially if you're in the service industry, like I said, where you are physically having to show up somewhere to do a service that costs more money than maybe what it does if you are all digital or all online. Um, maybe your expenses haven't changed much in that situation and that's fine. But if you are going out and <laughs> getting in your car to go somewhere, chances are you're gonna need to bump your prices up a little bit because gas has gone up unless you're already charging like an extra amount for that and you've already have your numbers figured out and you're confident that you're still profiting, then great. But if you feel like you are not making enough money for these jobs that you're taking on, then we might need to do a little bit of dive, diving a little bit deeper, I guess, into our numbers and into our business. And I understand that seasons of slowness, lowering prices might feel like the right thing to do to bring in more customers, but trust me, people notice this. And when you get into this habit of offering discounts all the time, you're setting yourself up for people to price shop you or to never book with you until you post your next discount because they just know it's gonna be coming eventually. And I see it a lot. Someone will randomly have this like knee-jerk reaction and throw out some major discount on their products or their services services just to keep things moving along. And I'm not saying there's not a time and place for that to offer a discount, like I said earlier, but it should always be on your terms and for the right reasons. You should only offer discounts because you want to offer a discount in that moment, not because it's just slow and you're panicking. 
Because believe me when I say the last thing you want to be known for is the cheaper option. I have had clients send me emails swooning over my work and what I do and tell me how much they wish they could hire me and book with me, but they simply could not afford it and they booked the cheaper option instead. And guess what? That's okay with me. My goal is to not is not to have more dates filled up on my calendar. It's to have a select few days booked that generate enough income for me to live my life that doesn't revolve around my business. And I hope that that's the same for you. Um, I don't believe in living and breathing work. And that's maybe that is more your, your cup of tea and like, that's fine, you know, whatever to each their own. But I for me, started a business to have more freedom, not less freedom. And I think sometimes we get so emotionally invested in our business and it's fun. We love what we do. We could do it all day long. And that is true for me. But at the end of the day, like I said, I have a baby on the way. Like my life is about to change and I don't want to be glued to a desk feeling like I am just a slave to what I do, a slave to my business, a slave to my job. So sure, I could lower my prices and I could take on so many more bookings. I could look like one of those people that are on social media talking about how they have every weekend booked and every day of the week booked and all these things, but then I would be losing out on family time and being able to do the things in my life that I want to be able to do. And it's easy on social media to look at these other people that are posting like, oh, I only have one date available left this month, so make sure you book it. I want you to just keep in mind that one, not everything you read on social media is true. A lot of times people are just trying to use scarcity to scare people into booking with them. That's a tactic. Um, Chances are they probably have more than one date available. Or if they do only have one date available, um, that could also either mean they are so booked up that they're going to be working every single day that entire month or all the weekends or all the weekdays or whatever it is that their business is. They have so much booked that they are just in over their heads and they're going to be exhausted and burnt out by the time it's over. Or (laughs) the last thing is if they have one date booked left, they are actually doing what I believe that they should be doing and strategically only booking a certain amount. So they only have a certain amount of dates available each month that they allow for booking and they are very strict on those dates and they don't sway from it. So that could mean they only take on four bookings a month and they only have one left and the rest of the days are their free days to do whatever else they want to do. So um, kind of going off of that, you know how in those like Facebook groups, people are always asking for some sort of service provider or whatever it might be. They're always like, oh, I need a X blank whatever service provider that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. But everyone fails to mention what an arm and a leg actually means to them. And I know I use that reference like at the beginning of this episode, I talked about something costing an arm and a leg. But It's where it gets frustrating for me is when I see these posts. It's frustrating because to some people, $100 is expensive for a service, whereas to others, $500 is cheap for a certain service. And this is true even in financially challenging times such as now. Even when it seems like everyone might be in the same boat and struggling with money, I can promise you something. Priorities are different for every single person. And there is a good, good chance, 100% chance actually, that someone out there 
is willing to make the investment on you. But it's your job to find that person or to make sure that they can find you. They're not just going to fall and land in your lap. So I want you to get yourself in that mindset that maybe right now in this season of slowness, If you were to lower your prices, you're going to be entering into a different realm of clientele or maybe staying with the current clientele that you have. So what would it look like if you leveled up that clientele a little bit? You increase those prices, you increase your experience, you offer something that's a little more elevated, and now you step into that next category of clientele that are the people that are willing to pay $5,000 for a service. They're willing to pay you $700 to come do an hour-long photo shoot. They're willing to pay you $1,500 to design their new website. They're willing to pay you $3,000 to train their dog for them. Like, there is so many, like, trust me, this exists. And I, (laughs) I feel like I really had this reality check too when I was looking around. I said dog trainer and that made me think of it was because I, There's actually like a lot of local dog trainers where I live. I don't know why. I feel like I never used to see this many dog trainers around in other places that I lived, but it just seems very prominent right now that there's a lot of dog trainers here. I don't really know why, but it just is. And um, so I follow them, whatever, because I have this dog, like my dog is my little baby, but he is kind of a reactive dog and, you know, he's kind of a jerk sometimes. (laughs) And so I follow him along and kind of like, like to hear what they have to say about things and I remember um, thinking like, oh, I wonder like how much one of these things would cost to like send him away to a trainer for like a month or, or whatever it is, like one of their little programs that they do, um, you know, just just out of curiosity, like, I don't know, like maybe it's something I could save up for if it's, you know, like a thousand bucks or something. I went on there and I mean, it's like a th- like four to six grand to send your dog away for like six weeks of training. And you know, more power to these people because they look super booked. And again, going back to the, like, maybe they're not as booked as I think they are, but they constantly are showing the fact that they have new dogs coming in. They're showing their whole story. They're really active on social media. And I mean, they are crushing it. And like the fact that they're making that much to do it shows that they have provided some type of experience. They clearly know what they're doing. They found their people that are willing to pay them that kind of money to go send their dog to them. And I think that is great. And so I just want want you to remember if you're struggling and you're sitting somewhere where you're only charging $50 for a service, just remember there are people out there willing to pay $6,000 to have their dog trained. So if you think that somebody's not willing to pay that for you to do something for them, you're wrong. I promise you those people exist and you just have to find them and you just have to make yourself known and you have to prove to them why you are worth that much. You can't just say, oh, I charge $6,000 for a service if you're not proving why you're worth $6,000 for a service. Calling all photographers, is your business protected legally? In other words, are you sure that the contracts you're using are foolproof just in case you ever run into a sticky situation with a client? Are you even using contracts? My dude, it is time to get one if you do not already have one. And even if you do have one, it might be time to make sure that it is solid as can be. I have teamed up with Rachel Brenke, photographer, attorney, and owner of The Law Talk to bring you guys professional, written, and attorney-approved contracts for whatever kind of photography you might be doing. Literally everything from portraits to weddings, real estate, and more. These contracts are tried and true, and you can walk away knowing that you invested in keeping your business 
business safe. No more using those janky free online contracts. It's time to invest in yourself and your business. Head on over to sarahelrod.com slash contracts to check out all the contracts. That's sarahelrod.com slash contracts and get your business protected today. You won't regret it. So let's jump into four ways to actually boost your sales again. So if you're in this slow season and the inquiries are not coming in, let's talk about things that you could be doing to help potentially boost those sales. I'm all about tangible listed things um, to be helpful. So we're gonna jump into that right now. So the first thing that you could do is to update or expand your portfolio. Now, the more you actually look like you are working, the better. Let's say you are a graphic designer and you only book two clients this month. Well the rest of the month you should still be designing things even if that does mean doing some free work on your terms to make it look like you are a busy bee. Do not advertise it as free work and don't offer free work. Just design however and whatever it is that you do and do a lot of it. Create lots of content to post and share and talk about it. People aren't going to hire somebody who doesn't appear to be having a lot of bookings and doesn't look like they're working a lot. And I know that kind of goes against maybe, I mean, it doesn't really, you might think it goes against what I was saying earlier about like, don't lower your prices, don't do that. Now I'm saying work for free. But work for free on your terms and things that you're passionate about. Don't just work for free and take on client work for free, I guess, is the difference that I'm trying to say. So um, hopefully that makes sense. So like, don't say I'm doing free photo shoots um, the rest of this month and then have a bunch of people book you for whatever they want to do. Do it yourself. Do styled photo shoots. Do things that are catered to what you want to do more of so that you can start to attract more of your dream clients. The second thing that you could be doing is offering payment plans. So something that you could do to make it easier for people to book with you is offering to do a payment plan. Since a lot of people are feeling this like financial burden these days, it could be off-putting if they need to pay a huge chunk of money up front. But if they're able to pay it in smaller sections, they're likely going to be much more willing to work with you and willing to pay a larger amount for something as long as they don't have to do it all in one swoop. The third thing that you could do is boost your client experience, which we did talk a little bit about earlier. So ask yourself what your current experience looks like for someone from start to finish. And remember that experience really begins the moment someone finds out that your brand even exists. There's an entire experience that is happening prior to someone booking you and then an entirely different experience happening during the booking process and then after someone books with you too. We want all of these processes to not only feel seamless and easy, but also to leave some kind of impression on the person that's walking through it. Your experience is everything from how quickly you respond, resources you offer, do you send a gift, how over the top are you going for your clients? And remember, sometimes even just the little things can make all the difference. And then my last little piece of advice is to offer something new. When your current offers are just not doing that great, maybe try offering something different or new. This doesn't have to be this like big extravagant launch either. Instead of offering what you already do for cheaper, maybe make a smaller package at a slightly lower rate. That way it would balance it out more in the end where the client isn't having to pay as much, but you also aren't doing as much work either. So you don't want to take your current offers and make them cheaper, but you could make an entirely new offer that is a slightly lower cost. 
You could also offer something that doesn't require much on your end at all. So like, could you make online resources and sell them? Something like a digital good or a template or a guide. You could offer one-on-one coaching, online courses, mentoring that you do over Zoom calls. Find something within your niche that you can offer, such as helping someone manage their social media calendar, create content for them, become a virtual assistant. There are so many ways that you can add income streams into your business. Affiliate affiliate marketing is another one that could be really beneficial as well. So I know in times like this, it can be easy to get fearful, make drastic changes and impulse decisions, but I really want to encourage you to try to take a step back, take a few deep breaths and really look at your business or your brand from an outside perspective. Take the feelings and emotions out of everything as hard as that can be. And it may even be helpful to have someone do this with you or for you since they are not going to be as emotionally invested in your business as you are. And take some time to write down income ideas, things you could change. How are you going to elevate your experience instead of lowering your prices and so on. We may not know when the world is going to go back to quote-unquote normal, but that doesn't mean that we are just helpless until then either. You are an entrepreneur for a reason, so let's get scrappy, get creative, and just know that you are not in this alone. I'm here for you always, cheering you on, and I will be here with you every step of the way. So until next time, cowgirls, my friends, I hope you go out and make today your greatest day yet. I'm here for you. I'm rooting for you always, and I love you. I will talk to you in the next one. Bye. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. That's sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next one.